let's settle down, grab your paper, grab your tools, grab whatever you need, and let's crack on if we want to be done in time for the garden party later. Friday afternoon art was so well placed. Probably the best place period in the whole timetable. Friday afternoon art meant blowing off the week's steam in watercolours. It meant unwinding with charcoal. It meant smearing paint and chalk dust over your friends' faces when you had the opportunity because, well, it's not like you had anyone else to impress by that point in the day. And the garden party. We were all buzzing for that. Teachers and pupils alike. We'd watched the gazebos being put up at lunchtime. Well worth sacrificing our time on the field. Wondering if anyone was going to spike the juice again this year. Looking forward to eating fondant fancies in the spring sunshine. Jamie, put the knife down. You don't need it now. If, if you want to put your earphones in, you can. Just don't touch the Year 11's artwork over there. You, you know what? I'm going to move them out of the way. I snorted. Mr Kinsley's efforts to control the class were noble, but ultimately doomed. You can't keep teenagers calm and focused on Friday afternoons. It's just not natural. Matt, face me a sec. Why, oh, you bitch, he exclaimed as I smeared my chalky fingers across his cheek. Nice colours. Suit you. Piss off. What are you working on then? A tiger? What, just a tiger? The world was on its side when I came too. And when I tried to correct it, my vision lurched, my head swimming, as if I could feel my brain floating in its own fluid. I seemed to be the first one to come round. Matt lay on the floor, half up against the table. Mr Kinsley was sprawled across his desk. My classmates were spread out across the classroom, bodies askew. Some face down in their half-finished artwork. Paint water drip, drip, dripping onto the linoleum. What? What happened? I struggled up, my limbs heavy and disobedient, and... Only then did I notice the pain searing across my back, flashing hot and stinging like I'd been flogged with blue bottle tentacles, causing me to cry out, and I realised <sighs> the upper half of my uniform was missing. I had my skirt and socks and Clark's school shoes, but the upper half was bare other than my bra. I cringed, the smarting tickle of blood making its way down my spine. I heaved upwards my feet clinging to the tables and chairs as I went, trudged over to the mirror on the stock cupboard door, my body still unreliable in its movement. I stared into the reflection for a moment, trying to make sense of the half-dead girl in front of me before slowly turning round to look at what was causing me such pain. Had I been awake and less torpid, I would have screamed. Instead, I settled for a half-vocalised gasp at the sight that met me in the mirror. Someone had dug into my skin deeply, carved out the pattern of two wings that spanned my entire spinal region, the arches reaching up around my shoulders, sweeping downwards where the sleek primary feathers came to rest at the small of my back. Or at least one did. The left seemed straight enough, while the right veered off. The wing was displaced, crooked. Was the perpetrator not very skilled with a blade, or... Was it deliberate? I peered closer, trying not to wince as I saw the skin stretch and the wounds peek apart like ravines in the landscape, blood oozing through the caverns. Definitely deliberate. 
They didn't shy away from the details. Each feather individually carved into my skin. They must have deliberately messed up the right wing. I didn't know I was crying until I looked away, the tears burning down my face. I need help. The corridors were deserted. I wandered over the art and design department, used to hearing the whir of saws in RM or the yells of excitable students who saw art as just a free period with no merit at all. It was the quietest I'd ever known the school. I stepped along the black and white tiled floor like a chess piece, cautious, carefully considering my next move, hugging my arms to my chest. I didn't want to be walking around in just my bra, but I couldn't find my clothes, and every movement brought fresh peals of agony rippling through my skin like a tide of pain. Having my bra on was bad enough. I rounded a corner when I ran into them. There were three of them. I didn't know them, or really recognise them, but it's a big school. They aren't in any of my classes, at least. You're awake, one of them said, a blonde girl. You... <laughs> I stuttered out, unprepared to speak to anyone. What happened? Did you, too? How's your back? A boy said. I... I reached behind subconsciously, freezing. I hadn't turned around. What's going on? We drugged everyone. The whole class passed out cold. We did our work while the rest of the school went to the garden party. The garden party! It seems silly to feel upset over that now, but a rush of panic and disappointment surged through my stomach. What did you do? I demanded. What did you do to me? It was a ritual, the other girl explained. You were chosen to be marked. What does that mean? It means you're unclean, the first girl said. You're crooked. Fallen. Impure. Fear beat through my heart and spread through my chest, and I knew, right then, I had to get out. I fought my instinct to freeze and abandoned the pain still etched on my back as I tore away, away from these terrifying zealots and their laughter bouncing off the walls and sailing through the empty air to echo in my ears. I ran. I burst through the doors of the PE department, the doors banging shut behind me. I headed for the field, stumbling up the bank, ready to find help. Everyone was here, right? The whole school was at this garden party. Empty. The gazebos and tables were still there, with food, but... There were half-empty glasses littered about, abandoned plates left strewn over the party area. They heard you were coming, the boy called, a smug air to his tone. They were stood there, the three of them watching. How had they got there so fast? They ran off when they heard you were on their way. They didn't want to be tainted by you. I stared back. You're not wanted, Sasha. Turned away again. Don't bother going home. Your family has fled as well. He told me, reading my mind. No. No, they wouldn't. They don't want to be around you. You aren't clean. Don't follow me. 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 Luckily, they seemed to get the message. And when I marched back inside, they weren't there to torment me. 
I headed to the pool, kicking off my shoes, stuffing my socks inside and unzipping my skirt, breathing in the sweet, heavy chemical scent of chlorine, stepping through the changing room and greeted by the turquoise rectangular structure. I braced myself, sitting at the edge, submerging my feet, knees, legs, lowering down slowly, hips hissing when the water lapped at my back, taking the plunge up to my shoulders before I can dwell on the pain and sinking down to my neck, before pushing off the wall with my feet and soaring through the water. Enjoying the cool sensation, temporarily ignoring the pain that pulsed through my skin in the shape of angel's wings. I zoned out, only able to hear the waves I made in the water and my own breath. Inhale. Exhale. In. Out. One length. Then two. Three. Four. So on. So forth. My family wouldn't have abandoned me. They wouldn't believe some weirdos who drug a whole classroom and scar their daughter's body while she sleeps. How was I going to explain it to them? How was I going to move forward? Disfigured. I came to rest at the shallow end, sinking into a sitting position, surrounded by clean, chemically cleansed water. Am I still impure? The water's surface bobbed, the little red flakes dancing atop like tiny scarlet boats on the ocean. Little red flakes? I whipped round, scouring my back with my limited vision. My wings! My wounds! They were being washed off! The blood dried and cracked, and the scars themselves flaking away into the water, leaving fresh, clean, unbroken, unmarred skin underneath. What was... It didn't hurt. It didn't hurt. I swam some more, each lap an explosion of crimson confetti in my wake. Thank God. Thank God. I rose from the pool, wondering vaguely what the staff would think, seeing the mess I left behind and dried off, easily and without pain. Opting for a spare shirt I found in the office, I dressed and headed out to find people and just put this horrible experience behind me for good. I trotted down the corridor when someone bustled out of the pastoral office. Mrs. Williamson, my head of here. Sasha, oh thank God. I braced myself for the questions. Listen, she said. I know you'd much rather be out on the field parting with the others, but could I grab you for a huge favour? Uh, yeah, sure. Listen, I've got the puppies in my office and they're at that stage where everything's a game and everything needs to be explored and they just won't stay in their box. So I'm gonna need someone to keep an eye on them while I pop out for a bit, would you mind? I just need to make sure they don't get into any mischief. Yeah, no no worries, I'll just... Thanks, darling, you're a star. I'll be about an hour. So, I headed to Mrs. Williamson's office, 